we are now live on Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and streaming on our website, along with our uh, presence on Instagram. So uh, it's time to get started. So welcome, everyone. This is Sean Imsley, and this is the Letter to Philippi Live broadcast, a daily teaching time in the letter to flip the letter to Philippi, Paul's letter to the Philippians. We have to turn off my turn the sound off on my iPad. So we're gonna get notices throughout. So again, this is the letter to Philippi live broadcast. This is the the uh, daily study in the book of Philippians with Sean Imsley, your host. I'm the your teacher and the founder of this new Messianic Jewish theological organization, lettertophilippi.org. So you can visit us on lettertophilippi.org, as I, as I was telling those who are, who are watching early on our uh, Facebook, on our Instagram stream. Today is the second anniversary the second birthday of my Messianic commentary on Philippians, which is the basis for this class and was the the namesake of uh, this new organization, Letter to Philippi, based on my studies in Philippians, which is available on our website under our resources link, the letter to philippi.org, and you can also purchase it on, uh, on uh, Amazon.com at messianandjewish.net, which is the publisher site, and other other booksellers have it available. I know it's available on Barnes & Noble and at christianbook.com. And that is the base for this, this study. So uh, we'll be looking at Philippians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11 today, as we're now in the uh, nearly completing our fifth week of the study. This is, uh, I believe, our 18th or 19th uh, class that we've done as we started on June 1st. So we'll have an opening word of prayer and then we'll jump into and continue looking at Paul's teaching of the people of the Philippians about the cost of being followers of the Messiah. Oh Lord, you're good. We thank you and bless you for another day, Lord. We thank you for our Messiah who gives us life and gives us a meaning to live in this dark world. We thank you, Lord, for the words of your holy servant, Paul, we will re be reading today and learning from. Help it, help it to help these words to inspire us to become more and more in Messiah, understand our life as followers of, of Yeshua, as followers of the God of Israel, redeemed by the sacrifice of the Messiah of Israel. We thank you for this day, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word. In the name of Yeshua, who's the name above all names. Amen. So we continue our study in, in the book of Philippians. We are now into chapter 3 of the letter, verses 9 through 11, which will look continuing the thought of, of Paul talking to the people of Philippi about the cost of being Talmudim of Yeshua. What does it mean for them to... Uh, to lay aside their past, lay aside everything in their life except for knowing Messiah. The highest knowledge, the highest pursuit in life 
is becoming more and more in Messiah. And Paul is, is sharing with the people in Philippi and us by example that we need to focus all of our life on becoming more and more in Messiah. In verse 9 of chapter 3 we read, And to be found in union with him, not having the righteous of my own, based on legalism, but having the righteousness which comes through the Messiah's faithfulness, the righteousness from God, based on trust. Let's read that again. This is a powerful world. And to be found in union with him, Yeshua the Messiah, not having the righteousness of my own, based on legalism, but having the righteousness which comes through the Messiah's faithfulness, the righteousness from God based on trust. Paul here states the one thing of supreme value, rendering everything else worthless, is knowing Yeshua and gaining righteousness before God based on his trust and not in his human endeavors. Paul wants to make clear to the Philippians that knowing Yeshua is a, a, a supreme value. Everything else about your life, everything, every accomplishment of your life is nothingness in comparison to knowing the Messiah. That in Messiah is life. Everything else falls away in value except knowing the Messiah. And gaining the righteousness before God, available through the Messiah. Yeshua as the one who offers the righteousness of God based on his, his sacrifice on the, the Roman stake on the Roman cross. Has offered righteousness based in him. That there is an exchange of our sin for the righteousness of the, of the Messiah. The, that the atoning work of the Messiah on our behalf was an exchange of our sin, our imperfection, for his sinlessness and for his perfection. And it is by our trust, our faith trust in Yeshua as the Messiah that brings us into full relationship with the God of Israel a full right standing, full gaining of, of righteousness, not based on anything we do, not based on our human endeavors. Not to say say that our human endeavors, our observing of, of Torah, observing of the mitzvot, are acts of obedience. They're acts of obedience of a redeemed community. So as we observe Torah, as we observe the, the mitzvot, as we live out our lives as faithful, faithful followers of the Messiah, we are doing it out of love. We're doing it out of obedience, not to gain righteousness. Our righteousness is secured by the Messiah, but to show our love for the Messiah. As, we, as I mentioned yesterday, the words of Yeshua where he said, said in, in John chapter 11, that if you love me, you'll keep my commands and I will give you the comforter to empower you. So in essence, by observing mitzvot, by following the, the commands of the Torah, Jewish followers of Yeshua show their love 
for the Messiah by walking in his path. Our righteousness, our standing for God as 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 ones who are are in are covered with the atonement of the Messiah, that is secured by the Messiah. Our right standing with God is in the Messiah and not by our own human endeavors. Our human our own human endeavors, our own living out the commands of God, our acts of love, our acts of obedience, but our righteousness is, sure, is surely grounded in the righteousness of the Messiah, that he has given us his righteousness, that his righteousness has been, been placed upon us. No longer our sin is seen before God, but he sees only the righteousness of the Messiah who was the one who has given us atonement. Paul expresses his hope in the union with the Messiah, given that Paul has been granted the righteousness of the Messiah by his trust in Yeshua. So Paul here is expressing his hope in union with the Messiah based on his knowing that he has been granted the righteousness of the Messiah. He is He's letting the Philippians know, and us by example, that we can have hope in our union with Messiah, knowing that our that we are in union with Messiah because of our faith trust in Him, by our our accepting and calling Yeshua Lord, by our submission to Him as our Master, as our Teacher, as our One who provides us atonement. We have been granted the righteousness of the Messiah, and we know that we are in union with the Messiah as we have placed our trust in him and have become followers of him, Talmudim of the Messiah. And even more as, as, as we've grown our, our faith trust and are following the master, that we can be like, like Paul and Timothy, and to understand ourselves as, as bond servants, slaves of the Messiah, as they continue to grow more and more into him. Paul knows that it's the righteousness of the Messiah and not his own strivings that made him right with God. Paul had found the Messiah, the one to bring redemption to the Israel and the nations. Paul's life was radically changed from being a persecutor of Yeshua and his Talmudim to being a proclaimer of the message of Yeshua, the Gentile world. This encounter with the Messiah took Paul, who was a persecutor, who was one who was seeking out to destroy the Messianic community and to destroy the followers of Yeshua, to now becoming the great proclaimer of the message of the Messiah. His union with the Messiah, his encounter with the Messiah and his submission to the Messiah as his, as his master and king so changed him 180 degrees from being the great persecutor of Yeshua and his Talmudim to become the great proclaimer of him. His union with the Messiah compelled Paul to devote the rest of his life to serving the Messiah. To those in Philippi, as we talked about these false teachers who, who, who were, Paul was warning about, who taught that righteousness before God was through 
through some form of Torah observance. As we said, more than likely it was some kind of false teaching on Gentiles, Gentile Yeshua believers needing to be circumcised. In essence, to to uh, add ritual circumcision to their faith trust to be sure that, that these false teachers were teaching that 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 either the the Gentile Yeshua followers in Philippi were less than them or or could become more or super super followers of Yeshua by also being physically circumcised. Paul clarifies here that the right standing with God is solely in union with Messiah by the faith trust of the Gentile Gentiles in Philippi, their righteousness with God, their place as members of the Commonwealth of Israel were secured. And it was, and it was nothing to do with their, their, their own actions, except their simple faith trust and they're growing to become more like the Messiah. There's more than as a, more than just just a a mental acceptance, but a life that that showed showed a continuing desire to become more like the Messiah. Righteousness, right standing before God, is only available through the atoning work of Yeshua, where He exchanged our sinfulness for His righteousness. That in the atoning work of the Messiah, when He died. On the on the Roman stake on the cross, his death provided atonement for all those who accepted that atonement and accepted him as their master and king. In Yeshua, God stepped into history and provided a way for the final right standing for those who trust in Yeshua as Messiah and Lord which we see in Jeremiah's prophetic writings, prophetic words in, uh, in Jeremiah 23, verses 5 through 6, where we read, The days are coming, says Adonai, when I will raise a righteous branch for David. He will reign as king and succeed. He will do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Yehuda will be saved. Israel will live in safety. And the name given to him will be Adonai Tzidkenu, Adonai, our righteousness. Paul here is making sure, via his own experience, the Philippians know the righteousness of God is available only in Yeshua. Any effort at seeking righteousness or somehow a higher standing with God outside of Yeshua falls short. Whether seeking outside, outside of Yeshua or seeking to add to Yeshua faith. In Romans, Paul spoke of the righteousness of the observant Jewish community when he wrote, Brothers, my heart's deepest desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. For I can testify to their zeal for God, but is not based on correct understanding. For since they are unaware of God's way of making people righteous, and instead seek to set up their own, they have not submitted themselves to God's way of making people righteous. For the goal at which the Torah aims is the Messiah, who offers righteousness to everyone who trusts. 
where the goal which the Torah aims the Messiah, who offers righteous to everyone who trusts. That's from Romans 10, 1 through 4. So Paul here is 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 making clear that it is in the Messiah, the, the, the whole Torah, the goal at which it points is the Messiah, and only in him is true eternal righteousness, that the exchange of the sinfulness, the unrighteousness of man is covered over and exchanged by the righteousness of the Messiah. Paul points to Philippians 3.9 is that the only righteousness that he and the Philippians need is their trust in Yeshua and not righteous to their own endeavors. Even as I said, these false teachings that, that, that said that they needed to add circumcision or other Jewish rituals as Gentiles to their Yeshua faith. Paul is making clear that it is in Yeshua that righteousness, the, the highest standing with God is through the connection to Yeshua the Messiah and faith trust in Yeshua. In verse 10 we read, I gave it up, I gave it all up in order to know him, that is to know the powers of resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings as I have been conformed to his death. Paul reflects on when he gave up, as stated above, earlier in this chapter, about he talks about his spectacular Jewish resume and how he was willing to, to the, though there was great value, to look at it as worthless to now knowing the Messiah and to become in union with the Messiah. Paul reflects on when he gave up, as, state, as, we say, as we've said, stated above, considering all that he had previously valued in his life, even a spectacular Jewish resume, to fully know Yeshua and to model him like his Messiah. All that he had of great value, every, every, all the prestige that he, he could hold in his Jewish background, in his trading of the feet of Gamaliel, that, that his, great, his great zeal for the Torah and his, his flawless observance of the, of the Torah both the written Torah and the traditions of the elders. He said that all of that, though of great value, knowing the Messiah is, is more valuable and exceeds anything that, can, that he can have in this life. Anything about him other than knowing Messiah is of less worth. The most important thing about him is that he is in Messiah. He knows the Messiah. Messiah is his master, and he is the slave of the Messiah. We can see here Paul acknowledging that in Yeshua, he has received with Moses and the other prophets had hoped the reality of intimately knowing God because of the work on the, of Yeshua on his behalf. Paul here knows that for which the forefathers had hoped for, that Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, and all those who came before had hoped for that intimate relationship with God. And he, in Messiah, has got the fullness of that in his life, his fullness of knowing the Messiah of Israel, 
living in in a life renewed and and having the all the unrighteous of his life exchanged for the righteous Messiah. This reality even, even included taking on suffering like his his master. So not only not only does he know the the uh, atoning work of the Messiah and the transformational life of being a Talmudim Yeshua, he also like Yeshua took on a life of suffering, and which would eventually, like the Messiah, lead to his execution under Nero. In seeking to be more fully to know Yeshua and experience the power of the resurrection life of Messiah that has become Paul's sole passion. Knowing Messiah is is the 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 sole passion of of of, of uh, Paul. All that he thinks about is becoming more and more Messiah. All that he seeks to do is become more like the Messiah. Considering his Damascus road Damas, Damas, Damascus road experience, Paul's life was a continuous striving to conform himself to the Messiah and to gain the resurrection that only Yeshua offered. That as, as with Paul, he calls the Philippians to understand that all of their lives be, to become more and more in the Messiah, to become more like the Master, to follow his example, and to model our lives after Yeshua, who is our Master and King, and to truly, as Paul can Call, Paul call, calls himself a slave of the Messiah to understand that we have given ourselves fully to the life of the Messiah, to our connection to him, and to understand that he is our model for life. As we conclude our time today, looking to verse 11, we read, so that somehow I might arrive at being resurrected from the dead. So this kind of seems to to what uh, to be a uh, a a real change here that Paul speaking in verse nine and ten about the security of him knowing his relationship with God that he has the righteousness of the Messiah and now it seems that he is somehow questioning that with what he says so that somehow I might arrive at being resurrected but Paul here is not questioning his relationship with God his union with the Messiah. Or his eternal destiny with with the God of Israel, with Messiah, in the world to come. Paul here is stressing the importance of his continuous striving to model Yeshua in his life. He knows that his 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 eternal destiny is secure in the Messiah. He knows that in Messiah he has been given the righteousness of God. He has been given the righteousness of the Messiah. And his his eternal destiny is clear, but he once he leaves this life, once as once that executioner has done his duty, and his life on this world is ended, that he would enter into the presence of Messiah, into the presence of the one God of Israel. But Paul here is, is stressing that though his 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 status as redeemed is secure. His, his life from his, his moment of encounter with Yeshua, from his coming to know Yeshua on the road to Damascus, from that point on is a continuing striving to become more and more and more 
in Messiah, that his focus from every every moment from his encountering Yeshua on the road to Damascus to that time that he went to, to the day he went to the execution and and his life was taken by the executioner was all about becoming more and more in Messiah and in seeking to more and more model the Messiah and all that he did. And he confers to the Philippians and us by example to understand that we too should model him and model the desire to become more and more in Messiah. That each day is a new opportunity to model the master more, to model Yeshua's example and to be a light for Yeshua within this dark world. So Paul here is making clear that though our our status with God, our our eternal destiny for, is secure in the righteousness of the Messiah that has been conferred to us. But our job is is now as redeemed people to continue to become more and more in the Messiah, more like the Messiah, and to be the Messiah's life living in this dark world. Paul understood that the goal of his life was the resurrection from the dead, an eternal life with Yeshua, when he wrote, I don't think the sufferings we are going through now are even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us in the future. So Paul is clearly understanding that even when the sufferings of life that he knows that he has a great eternal future with God in the presence of his Messiah for all eternity. And still he knows that he has work to do and wants to continue to serve the Messiah and become more like him each day he still has in this life, in this world. And he calls the Philippians and us to likewise seek to continually each day of our lives each day become more and more in the messiah and to become more and more like our master and though this is not for any righteousness of our own because our righteousness is secured in our faith trust in yeshua but as we said it's a matter of love for our messiah it's a matter of obedience to the commands of God, that we continue to walk in God's ways, to walk following Torah, living out the mitzvot, observing the mitzvot. In this, we show our love for God, our love for the Messiah, and continue to grow more and more like our master. And this is what Paul here is, is conferring to them. He lets them know for sure that they can know the people of Philippi, these mostly Gentiles who put their faith trust in the Messiah, Yeshua, that they are now redeemed Gentiles, that God has brought them from the pagan world into relation with the one God of Israel as followers of the Messiah of Israel. And, though, and they are now secure in their connection with the God of Israel they have the righteousness of the Messiah. They are looking to a glorious future within the presence of the God of Israel and in, in eternal life 
with the Messiah. But also, also there is a responsibility, though not for for righteousness sake, but for showing their continuing faith trust in the Messiah and desire to become more and more like him. Because Yeshua is our example. Yeshua is our teacher. He is the one who is our example. And we need to become more as and more like the Messiah, as Paul confers to us in this letter and throughout his writings, that life is about becoming more like the Messiah, more conforming ourselves to Yeshua, who is our King, who is our Redeemer, and who is our model for living. So that will conclude our study for today as we looked at uh, Philippians chapter 3, 9 through 11, and looked at the concluding part of Paul teaching on, on the cost of being a follower of the Messiah, that he wants to be sure that the people of Philippi understand that they're leaving their pagan background, they're leaving the, the religions of their, of their families, of their communities, to come into a new way of life within the context of, of worshiping and living within the faith of the God of Israel, following the example of Yeshua the Messiah in his atonement work and in the life of that they now live as followers of the Messiah of Israel, the God of Israel, following the, the, the teachings of the, the scriptures of Israel. And now in this new life, there will be struggles, but Paul makes it clear that, that their eternal destiny is secure. And now for them, life is about becoming more, more like the Messiah each day. And that's what he confers to them that was that's what he models in his own life and seeks to, to confer that to the philippian people and uh, that and tomorrow we will uh, our last day of this fifth week we'll be looking at the next section of the book starting with verse 12 of chapter 3 where where paul will be talking to them about their new life in the messiah he's talking about the cost of being in these in verses 8 through 11 about the cost of being being disciples of Yeshua. Now, now in verses 12 through 17, he'll be looking at, at the new life in the Messiah for them, what this new life really means for them practically as they now go into a new way of life. They're now redeemed Gentiles who have left the pagan world to now join the faith of the God of Israel. And uh, that will conclude our time for today. Have a, a short word of prayer, and then we'll can, uh, go on with our day from here. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. We thank you for this opportunity to study your word. We thank you for this wonder of Internet streaming that these words can go out throughout the world about uh, you and about the words of your holy servant, Paul. We thank you, Lord. We bless you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to hear your words and to learn more and help us, Lord, each one of us to become more and more in Messiah because of this time studying in your word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for you being our hope in a seemingly hopeless world. 
We pray this in the name of Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. Amen. So thank you everyone for watching. This is the Letter to Philippi live broadcast, which comes to you on uh, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And that's Monday through Friday on, on uh, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and on our website, lettertophilippi.org. And as I said, this, today is the two-year anniversary of my Messianic commentary on Philippians, which you can get on our resources page at lettertophilippi.org. And uh, also on the website, you can ask us any questions. We have a contact form. If you have a prayer request, I want to be praying for you. Put that there, and that will be forwarded on to me. If you'd like to make a contribution to help this work continue, there's our giving page. If you missed any videos, we have them on our, our teaching section. We have about 18 different videos are available. If you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, we are now on Apple Podcasts. And each of these, these uh, talks will be, uh, be on there. Just go to the podcast app and search for Letter to Philippi, and you'll find our, our uh, broadcast there, our, our Letter to Philippi podcast. And uh, that will do it for today. And as uh, I said, if you, you have any other, other questions or any information you want about us, just go to letterphilippi.org. And tomorrow we will be looking at the new life in the Messiah, from starting with verse uh, 12 of chapter 3 of Philippians. So shalom for now and see you tomorrow as we continue our study and Paul's letter to Philippi from Letter to Philippi Live, an initiative of lettertophilippi.org. So blessings in your day. Thank you, everyone. And that will include us for today and come back tomorrow and continue our study. Thank you for watching.